you for a beautiful morning, beautiful opportunity. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we worship you. Be thou be exalted in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, because you are good. Be thou be exalted. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. And so, Father, we thank you for this morning. We ask that you open doors for us. International doors. Local doors. Doors. Opportunities doors. Open it for us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Please greet at least five people now this morning. Say good morning. God bless you. Greet well. Oh. Good morning. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you are blessed, shout hallelujah. If you know you are happy, shout hallelujah. God bless you in Jesus' name. This month has been our month of open doors where we are going to enjoy God's blessing. And we started with Revelation chapter 3 verse 8 that says, I know thy works, behold, I have set before thee an open door and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, you have kept my word and hast not denied my name. Revelation chapter 3 verse 8. I know your works. I have opened doors for you. And may you enjoy open door this year in the name of Jesus. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Turn to your neighbor and say, God will open doors for you. This year, you will not be stranded. This year, you will not be limited. The Lord will open his doors for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. So we have been considering open doors and I cannot remember everything I've said about how God opened doors. But I remember on Wednesday, I told you three keys that opened doors. I said divine connection opened doors. I also said uh, divine increase opened door. That when you increase, certain doors will open for you. That's why it should not be small. And I said number three, when you expose yourself to the love of God, doors will open for you. Okay, maybe I can just say a few things on those three things I've mentioned. Maybe I should now emphasize on the love of God that opened door. Divine connection can come through divine arrangements. I was telling the student, I said, when God wants to connect you, it does not mean that maybe you know somebody. You can just bump into somebody and before you know it, you are friend, you are connected, and that person helps you to open door. I pray this morning, divine arrangement will work for you. You can write it down. You want to write it down. Psalm chapter 16 verse 6 says, Lines are falling upon me in pleasant places. I have a goodly inheritance. In other words, when God wants to arrange things for you, it works for you. It works for roots. It will work for you in Jesus' name. I said, ministry of help. When you decide to help somebody, God will also help you. If you do for others what they cannot do for themselves, God will do for you what you too cannot do for yourself. When you decide to help somebody, God will decide to open your door for you. That is in First Samuel chapter 30, verse 11 to 16. And I want you to be fast this morning because I have a lot of things to say. First Samuel chapter 30, verse 11 to 16. David helped a man that was dying in a jungle. And the man led him to his victory. That's how it happened. When you decide to help somebody, God will also help you. Even though you are speaking in tongue and you are a Christian, don't be hard. 
when you are hard, life will be hard for you. The Bible says, don't be too much righteous in many things. Don't say because you are pure. That is why you don't have many friends. Be kind. And doors will be open for you. And number three, that opens door is divine information. There are some things that you don't know that somebody needs to tell you. Ruth chapter 2 verse 20. Naomi told Ruth, that man you glean in his feet today is our king's man redeemer. And the guest said, what does it mean? In Israel, if somebody die, there is somebody to raise him. That man is capable of marrying you. He will raise you up. And that changed the story of Ruth. Because in Ruth chapter 3, verses 1 to 10, eventually Ruth was married to the same man because she got informed. I pray for you this year you'll be informed. You will not be deformed in Jesus' name. That was what I talk about divine connection. Okay, somebody say, how does the Lord increase me? Number one, the Lord increase you through what you love to do. Don't be in a wrong vocation. Do what you love. There's money everywhere. Money is everywhere. Money is everywhere. Stop saying, I don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing. Love what you are doing. And before you know it, you will increase in it. And for instance, even here in the school, we are looking at somebody with education or somebody with English. So there is opportunity everywhere. It's not only in a place. Even as we are here now, there is opportunity in the church. So, but love what you do. Nobody wants to employ you when you don't love what you do. You are not smiling. You are not happy. Nobody will bless you when whatever you are doing, you are doing it grudgingly. A lazy man is lazy in everything. When we ask you, what do you love? You should be able to say, inside me, this is what I like to do. Before you finish school, as many of you that are students, have a passion for something. Increase move in the area of passion. Love something. I like writing, be writing. I love speaking, be speaking. I like laughing, be laughing. I like drama, be doing drama. Don't be somebody that just loves WhatsApp and Facebook. Except you have appointed you as a commercial advertiser for them and they are paying you. Love something that is... Look at what you love and deploy yourself into it. Then increase will come. Number two way by which increase come is by building relationship. Relationship help you to increase. I have no man to help me. It's because you are not a man to anybody. Relationship. In everything you do, build relationship. You can't be a child of God in this church and you don't have a friend. If you are doing anything and nobody shows up, it shows that you are poor in building relationship. Build friendship. Jesus said to his, his people, they say, your father and your mother are looking for you. He said, my father and my mothers are here. The congregation I have is enough. I know some people will be going to be up and connecting other people because even in the church, as a born again child of God, they can't build connection. Nobody's your friend. That should not be good enough. Talk to some people. Build relationship. What do you do? I'm a lawyer. What do you do? I'm a doctor. What do you do? I'm this. And relate among them. And there are some people, they are so complex. They don't forgive anybody. They don't forgive. What to tell somebody? I will look at you and say, is this the work that you are doing? Go and meet engineer Adele. He's a civil engineer. He's going to help you. He say, ah, me and Adele, we don't talk. Engineer Adele does not like me. I say, you need this relationship. That is it. That's how blessing comes. You're a brick layer, you are working in construction, you like working. Go and meet him. Because there is a biasness, sentiment. When he sees you, I know that's what you do. He wants to help you. Ah, he's a member of my church. Oh, if Pastor called me now, we say I should help him. Let me even do my own. That's how life flows. 
So you can't say I'm praying for increase and I know nobody. Some of you all you know how to do so wear shoots. Carry portfolio. But there is no relationship in that bag. You can't call somebody middle of the night and they will help you because you are simply not building relationship. Relationship matters a lot when it comes to divine increase. Build relationship. Don't let unbeliever be smarter than you. We don't go to be a part. You know, in Oshobona, what you discover is all these clubhouses. What do they do? They say they are going to socialize. They want to make friends. The only place we come is the church. So I must make my own friend here. Make your friend among the children of the light. You are not an unbeliever. Talk to somebody. Relate with somebody. Ask somebody about his welfare. What are you doing? Make friend. Because we are called to make friends, not enemies. And forgive easily. Relate. There is nobody that is perfect. Just make sure you are relating with people. Somebody that knows how to relate will eventually be a leader tomorrow. That is the truth. A leader is somebody that knows how to relate with people. And it's very, very easy to succeed as a leader. I can tell you. Very easy. Than for you to succeed alone. So build relationship. That's how increase come. And number three, increase come through what you speak. Speak life. Speak beautiful things to yourself. Speak. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Lord. I will do well. That's the song that the choir sang this morning. I believe that I will do well. I believe it shall be well with me. I believe life will not be difficult for me. I believe I will get to higher places. Now, it does not matter what people say about you. You speak to yourself more than every other person else. So speak to yourself. Because as you are thinking, you are talking to yourself. So make sure that what you are saying to yourself is something that will increase your life, not something that will diminish you. Speak something that will help your feeling to be joyful. Don't bring depression on yourself. The whole world may be against you, but don't be against yourself. Speak life to yourself. Your whole body system, they are built to hear words. All your body system. What you are saying most of the time when you are alone, your body responds to it faster than any other prophecy anybody say. Somebody told me some years back. He said the politicians are the most optimistic person on heart. You may not like them, but they believe so much in themselves. Even when they are not going to win, they believe. They speak positively to themselves all the time. He said he has never seen an optimistic person as a politician. One man came some, some months back when we were doing governorship election. One of the people that uh, we have worked with here, he said he wants to contest for the position of a governor. He does not have a household. He does not even have a job. <laughs> so he came here with his poster. He said, I can do this or show, I can make it better. I said, you sure you can? But follow me to the office. Campaign to me first. And he dropped the poster. He campaigned. He said, we can do this. I said, we can do it. I said, but you believe you'll be governor? He said, well, if I don't become governor, we have so number of foods. And people will know me. And they have known him. Week after that election, BBC went and interviewed him. And the last time he posted his picture, he was posting with a car. Maybe somebody said, ah, governor aspirant cannot be checking. So they did not give him a car. I don't know how it happened. But it's, at least it's better. He tried. <laughs> he tried. So speak life to yourself. Speak life to yourself. Call yourself your excellencies. That's how to increase. Say something to yourself that will make you feel good 
about yourself. Don't kill yourself. Don't destroy yourself. That's how increase come. Increase will not come until you say with your mouth. Don't categorize yourself among those that are poor. We are not among those that are poor. I am blessed. I am rich. And before you know it, you'll be rich. Your tongue must change. Life and death than the power of the tongue. Every increase comes from what you say. Keep saying it first. You'll be surprised that your life will change. So I talk about three things that open doors. I said number one is divine connection. I said number two is what? Divine increase. And I'll show you how increase open doors. This morning I'll be preaching on how the love of God can open doors for you. How believing in the love of God can open doors for you. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 6. The Bible says to the praise of his name, he has accepted us as the beloved. So we are the beloved of God in Christ Jesus. John chapter 3 verse 14 to 16. John chapter 3 verse 16, we all know it. But behind John chapter 3 verse 16 is verse 14, verse 15 and 16. John chapter 3 verse 16 is what we quoted. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him shall not perish. But look at 14 and 13. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, this is how Jesus started about his story of love. This is love. Comparism. This is how love opened up. Watch it. Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up. He was talking about the fact that he must be crucified on the cross. That's what he's talking about. Look at what he's saying in verse 15. So that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The foundation of faith in Christianity is the cross. The foundation of faith in Christianity is that Jesus died. The reason why Jesus died is in verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So, the origin of the opening door for multitude that now give a license to whosoever believe is in that Jesus died for us. Anyone that believes in the love of God, that God loves him, number one open door has opened. What is that open door? Eternal life. You may be short, you may be tall, you may be fair, you may be dark, you may be from Europe, you may be from Nigeria. Maybe from Asia, it does not matter where you come from. You can be from some good family, it doesn't matter. Whosoever believed that Jesus loved him and Jesus died for him will not perish, but we have eternal life. That is how love opened door for me, and it has opened door for you to be saved. To be saved. That's how love opened door. Galatians chapter 5, verse 6 says. In Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek. It is faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision are failing anything, but faith working through love. You believe God loves you. Your faith come alive. You don't believe that God loves you. Your faith die. You don't have faith to believe in anything. Nothing works without the love of God. Until you believe that you are loved by God, that is when your faith can work. And your faith will not work until you believe that. First Corinthians chapter 13, the passage of love, verse 13 
talking about Jesus. First Corinthians chapter 13 verses 1 to the end was not talking about how we should love each other. He was talking about how God loves us. Because there is nobody that can love the way First Corinthians put it. It was the standard of God for love. And he was describing himself. Look at verse 13. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of this is love. Why? It is love that gives back to faith. It is love that can give back to hope. Now, move it to verse 10. Look at verse 10. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 10. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away with. He was talking about, do I have the gift of prophecy? Do I have the gift of this? If I do not have love. He said, whether prophecy, it will fade away. Anything you do in church will fade. He said, the only thing that will last and produce results is the love of God in your heart. Because the love of God has the key to open doors for you. I'm going to show you today how the love of God can open doors for you. The reason why so many people are stranded in life is because they never believe God really loved them. How does the love of God open door? Number one, the love of God that opened door is the love that removes fear from our hearts. The love that removes fear. If you are afraid, it's a sign that you do not believe that God loves you. Second Samuel chapter 9 verse 7. Second Samuel chapter 9 was talking about David remembering his friend Jonathan and the promise he made to him that is going to help his generation. So he said, is there anybody in the house of uh, Jonathan or Saul that can show the mercy of God to him? They said there's one boy that is called Mephibosheth. He's living in Leodebar. Let us go and fetch him. So when they fetch him and he came to David, he prostrated. I'm here, your servant. That means an man prostrated was actually kneeling down or standing. In other words, I'm greeting you, but I don't know what you are thinking about me. Because in the eyes of Mephibosheth, David and Saul, they were arch enemy. So by extension, he thought. Jonathan and David, they were also enemy. When David became the king, he started running away. In fact, the nurse that was carrying him dropped him and he became lame. He became lame because David was announced as a king. You know, that's the way it happens, even in politics. The day they announce somebody lose uh, judgment, also, another thing has happened. A political landscape. So, and people are afraid already because they know if this man come, it's my enemy. The thought of Mephibosheth was that David was his enemy or the enemy of his house. That was what he was thinking. But when David looked at him in verse 7, David said unto him, number one, fear not, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake, and I will restore to thee all the land of Saul, thy father, and thou shalt eat bread at my table continually. I did not understand much of this thing until God began to show me. God said to me, when you look at people or you are greeting people, the only way to actually enjoy them is to feel that they love you. If you have a premonition that somebody hates you, you know, you will come with a defense and guard. Let me be very careful. I don't know what they will say. 
I don't know what he will do now. So David knew that Mephibosheth will not be free until he gives him the word, fear not. How does love opens door? That love of God must remove fear from your heart. Even in church today, people are afraid of entering church, of worshiping God. A lot of people are afraid because there are a lot of things they have heard about God. So they don't want to come near him. Keep announcing that you must work for God. They say, mm, mm, mm. leave me and God. Me and God will not get business. I prefer to be safe. Because they believe with God, they are not safe. But David told Mephibosheth, be safe. Let's go into the real issue. In the Old Testament, what they preach to them is fear God. In the New Testament, the word of Jesus is worship God. He changed fear into worship. In Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 13, the Bible says, Thou shalt fear the Lord with all your heart. In Matthew chapter 4 verse 10, when Jesus was quoting that scripture, he said, Thou shalt worship the Lord your God. Only him you shall serve. So he interchanged fear in the Old Testament to worship. Because you cannot love somebody that you fear. But you can love somebody that you honor. That you worship. So what God wants you to have is to remove fear from your heart. When it comes to him. When it comes to his service. When it comes to his house. Be free from fear. Because fear has a torment. Fear has pain. Fear puts limitation upon you. First John chapter 4 verse 18. He says anyone that is afraid has not known the love of God. The love of God free us from fear. Look at what he says. There is no fear in love. But perfect love. Which is the love of God? Cast out fear. Because fear involves torment, limitations. But he who fear has not been made perfect enough. He who fear does not believe that God loves him. Anytime you are afraid, ask yourself, am I the favorite of God? Am I the enemy of God? You must know what God is saying now so that you can be free from fear. Ruth chapter 3 verse 11. Naomi said to Ruth, uh, Boaz said to Ruth, after there was a middle, my drama of proposal, stroke, do you love me? Do you not love me? Are you the king's man redeemer? Are you not the king's man redeemer? The toast. Then Boaz said to Ruth, and now my daughter, fear not, I will do to thee all that thou request for all the city of my people doth know that thou art a vassal woman. There is nothing that cement love and open door more than the word fear not. When you are afraid, you cannot enjoy love. One man of God was preaching, he said, when he got married, he has a mentality from his father. His father was a lion in the house. And so, he, he was dreaming to get married so that he can also be a boss and a lion. So he got married. His wife did not know that he was a lion. So until they got married. So he started reeling out laws. And his wife started getting fear. Anytime he's going to the office or coming back, the wife will be afraid. He said he thought that is the only way to rule as a man. That if you are, you are mele mele, your wife will dishonor you. 
So he said one day, his wife brought a cup so that they can enjoy wine. Then he took the cup and smashed it on the ground. See, I'm a man. How can you be coming with me with a cup? Say, you should have come with two cups. You want to be drinking the same cup with me. And the wife was scared. Which kind of a man is this? But he organizes his life and lived that way for two years. Then God began to speak to him. He said, this marriage will crash. Not because of the devil. But because you don't know how to operate love. That is not the way love works. He said, how does love work? God said, go to your wife and tell her, I want you to be my friend. Lose your guard. He said, even when he called his wife with pure intention, and was saying, I want to be friends. He said, the wife was saying, amen. That she was still feeling with a lot of fear. Thinking I was Then he said, today, I drop the title of the head of the house. I drop it. I am not your friend. Talk to me anyhow. You are my friend. I am your friend. Let us relate. He said, and the wife was watching him. After some time, that the wife sees that he was sincere and genuine. Everything now open up. And before you know what is happening, they started enjoying relationship. He said, that has kept his home. Not the loss. What keep the home is not the tie to. I'm a man. Does not make you a man. It, it actually make you a woman. What make you a man is showing love. Because when you show love, more doors will be open. Your wife will help you to achieve your dream. Reverend Sam used to say, he said they will say, Eja Shebanti She, Poverty. How does your father handle this way? That you want to resemble? Or don't you know they were fighting? The only thing that opens doors in life is love that removes fear. Any love that involves fear, involves pain, that love is not the love of Christ. Second King chapter 6 verse 16. The man of God said to his servant, Do not fear. Those people that are for us, they are more than those people that are against us. Can I shock you? Job chapter 3 verse 25. Job said, The thing that I fear have come up on me. When you live in fear, you are living in fake prophecy. In evil prophecy, you are attracting the devil. So you must never live in fear. You must live in love. The song of love, song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 4. Let's read Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 4. Look at what Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verse 4 says about the love of Christ. It's all about the love of Christ. Draw me away, we will run after you. The king has brought me into his chamber will be glad and rejoice in you. We will remember your love more than wine. Rightly do they love you. My father say your love is upright. Can you remember the love of God more than clubhouses? More than wine? More than experiences? That's the way God wants to remember him. When you get home, say, ah, 
Adukele ni abonchoshi o. Abatanchoshi. That should not be what you remember about God. Anytime you remember God, you should remember his love over you. His banner over us is what? His love. When you remember his love all the time, the love that God has for you, doors will open for you. And you'll be more confident about life. You'll be more confident about life. You'll be more confident about life. My prayer is that you are going to remember the love of God all the days of your life in Jesus' name. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 12. The Bible says, I'll be merciful to the unrighteousness, the iniquity and their sins. I will remember no more. It is the love of God that makes you think that God is merciful to your unrighteousness. For I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deed. I will remember no more. Why? Because Jesus died. Greater love at no man than this that a man should die. For what? For his friend. Jesus died for us to show that he loved us. He said, he that did not spare his only begotten son, but freely gave him to us all. How much more with him also freely give us all things in Christ Jesus. Because he loves you. Whatever you need, God will give it to you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Say to your neighbor, say, I know God loves me. There is no fear in my heart. I know what God is thinking towards me. They are taught of good and not of evil. Because I am loved, I will be blessed this year. Because I am loved, I will be favored this year. Because I am loved, wonderful things will happen to me. Come on, shout hallelujah. Beautiful things happen to people that believe that God loves them. Don't let the devil make you preach otherwise. Don't say, anytime I enter the filling station, the petrol will finish. It's a lie. They didn't have enough sufficient fuel. Why is it that it's my turn that they change fuel? It is not you. It is what they bought. Why is it that when I want to cash a new note, it is the old note that you give me? It is not your fault. It is the fault of the system. Don't put bad things on you. Don't say negative to yourself. Be happy because you are loved by the most important person in the universe, the God Almighty. You are special to him. If nobody loves you, believe that you are loved. I'll remove fear from your heart. When somebody tells you, are you sure this thing will come to pass? Say, I'm sure. Good thing will happen to me this year because God loves me. It is the love of God that removes fear from our heart. Once we believe that God loves us, we can be confident about life and believe in him. And I pray that this love will take all manner of fear away from you in Jesus' name. Anyone that is in fear is in bondage. Anyone. Whether you are born again, whether you are spiritual, if you are still afraid of what people will say for you, say against you, say for you, you are in bondage. You are in bondage. You are not free. Come on, Basoro. Come on, Basoro. Come on, you tell me. Come on. Uh, I said, you are, you are not living your life. You are living another person's life. You are fake. Anyone that is in the love of Christ will be free in mind and in conscience. To the pure, all things are pure. If you mistakenly offend somebody, say, I'm sorry. Whether the person forgives or doesn't forgive you, it's not your fault. Stop announcing. Do you know the person I offended last year did not forgive me? Which one is your own? 
And if the person talk to you, fine. If he doesn't talk to you, you have not offended him. Your sins are wiped away. Instead of saying, check, but sonny. All those things will keep you in fear and we keep you in limitation and in bondage. Live a life that is free from fear because the love of God removes fear from our hearts. And the Bible says the righteous, they are as bold as lion. Even in church, people are afraid of sharing testimony because of fear. Timbaso testimony You want to buy a car, you are afraid. You want to build a house, you are afraid. You want to get married, you are afraid. You want to do so many good things. So let's say, ah, is it your fault that you are love? It's not your fault now. Love is never fair. If God loves you, show it. Be bold. Relate well. Let your heart be free from fear. There are so many people that want to achieve greatness, but they could not because they were limited by fear of what people think or what people say. Some years back, years back, I have a friend that we served together, Pastor Andrew, we served together. Stepped in the same room for one year as executive in NCC, NYSC, or what they call it. NCCF. <laughs> we were there together. And he has a friend that was actually looking for a job. He has his younger brother looking for a job. So he keeps coming to my office. Some of you here know him. Keep coming to my office. I say, hey, Pastor, you must please now. Put your share the office in. When I was in the shop, even one contract, even permit at Yawumi, even one. I'm not in charge of contract. This is an annex. The main campus is in Ubumasho now. The main campus is in Ubumasho. If we come, we go there. We do that, man. What something? Just keep your hand in his pocket and give me something, because he's a very funny man. We are always talking. I will always assist him, and uh, help him whenever I have. But when they came to me, he said, Pastor Adesuji, I've decided to join Redeem full-time. You know, in those days, they use part-time a lot. Once they see that you have a seal, they have a branch for you. And uh, he said, I believe I have this thing. I can work there as a part-time. I said, have you informed Andrew? Because I know Andrew then, my friend. He was telling me, my younger brother can never join them full-time. I know it's, it's safe to be on a part-time. can never join them. I said, have you informed your brother? He said, I did not inform him. I said, why? He said, so no bamboo, you I said, what about those opinions that uh, we had? That if you are a full-time person, you, he said, I don't care. I said, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I will do it all. Say, but I'm telling you, you are the only person I'm informing because I know you are very close to me. I'm going to tell them this morning. I want to be a full time. In Noshobo here, I'm not telling story in USO. I'm telling story in Noshobo here. Because most part timers in our time then, I don't know now, they were beclouded with a lot of rumor and sentiments against doing full time work then. I'm saying then. So things might have changed now. So, he went and applied. And luckily, the door was open. He was not afraid. So, he applied. And he said, okay, yeah, come. They wrote to Lagos. And the Lagos, 
approved. Before you know what is happening, they posted him to Alekwodo. I said, Pastor, and I say, How is this now? He said, Go see what Alambe Jare, what is there? I'm going to say, Politics, I'm going to say. Today, the person I'm talking about is a provincial pastor. He has passed up Porter Court. He has passed where he do. I don't know where he is right now. Okay. My father knows him. Anytime he comes around, he's always around Hallelujah. He'll come and visit me. He's doing very well. What did he do? He removed fear from his heart. Stop being limited by people's rumor. Whatever God is asking you to do, remove fear from it. The love of God cast out fear. That's how love opened door. He literally opened his door. They wanted him. He applied. He got it. I believe by the grace of God, he will not regret. He's still doing well. And we continue to do well in Jesus' name. What am I saying? Love that removes fear is the love that opens door. Number two things that opens door for us is the love that gives us authority. Jesus is not afraid to give us authority. Many of us think that when, once he says he loves us, he just loves us and makes us helpless. That is not true. Psalm chapter 8, verse 4 to 6. Let's look at what he says. God has always been giving authority to man. What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him. Look at what the Bible says. Verse 5. For you have made him a little lower than the angel. And you have crowned him with what? Glory. And what? I can't hear you. Okay, verse 7. Verse 7. Quickly, quickly, quickly. You have made him to have dominion over the work of your hand. And you have put all things. That's how God shows that he loves us. He put all things under our feet. That is the love that gives you dominion and authority to rule. God will not say, I love you. And the demon is chasing you up and down. God loves you and gives you power to reign. Second Samuel chapter 9 verse 7 from Mephibosheth. David said, I have given Mephibosheth power to get all the land of his father and to get the proceed of the farm. You are going to serve him. There is a funny story here. Verse, verse 9. Put on verse 9. Look at, look at, okay, let's start from verse 8. A lot of wonderful story in this place. Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth. The son of a king was living in Lodeba, a place of famine where there is no food. Was living like an houseboy. He was lame at his two feet until they fetch him. And the servant of Mephibosheth, Mephibosheth was having one son. The servant of Mephibosheth was having 20 sons with almost 300 servants. Hitting on his master's weight, on his father's weight. Can you imagine that? Watch what happened here. Then he bowed himself and said, what is your servant? That should look upon such a dead dog as I. He said it's like a dead dog. Look at verse 9. And the king called to Siba, so servant, that should be the servant of Mephibosheth. Look at what he said to him. And said to him, I have given to your master's son all that belong to Saul and to all his house. Verse 10. Put on verse 10. Look at what he says now. 
You therefore and your sons and your servants shall walk the land for him. You shall bring in the affairs that your master's son have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son, shall eat bread at my table always. Now Siba had 15 sons and 20 servants. The servant was feeding fat on the father's weight. The son was begging in Leodeba for food. So David restored the authority back to Mephibosheth and commanded Siba. He said, you, your 15 sons, all your 20 servants must work for Mephibosheth. The day you don't do it, you know what he said he was going to do for him? You, do you, know, you don't know what he's going to do to the servant. You know what he's going to do for him? Or cut off your head. Siba was afraid. He said, how do you say? I will do. I'm your servant, sir. I don't care whether you are lame. Beginning from today, I will work for you. Because when authority comes, all other power will bow down to you. So God is not afraid to give you power. Luke chapter 10 verse 19. That's how God gives authority to his servants. Luke chapter 10 verse 19. The love, the love that opens the door is the love that has authority. And let me tell you also something. I'm, I'm still going to go to marriage because I'm talking about love. If your wife does not have authority to do anything, then that is not love. That's not love. Command. I want to preach here. Give your wife the authority to enjoy her money. Give her the authority. If she wants to buy something, let her buy it. You can't say, I love you, I love you. Submit all to me. Where did you get that in the Bible? I told one of my sons, I said, look, joint purse is to help every man to ascend his throne. Your wife said, oh, I want to support you wholeheartedly. We are still struggling. I want us to do more. So I will give you everything. Just give me whatever you think is fit to me. It is never convenient. It is just a sacrifice for a time. Am I telling you the truth now? So don't inculcate that in the Bible. I say the Bible says all your salary must be given to me. They are now planned. As all do. Listen, listen. Any love that does not give woman power to purchase things on their own or to be free to enjoy themselves, that is not love. That is bondage. So I told one of my sons, I said, look, the father I said that your wife should support you. I do, I do not mean that you now put her in bondage. For goodness sake, if she is your daughter, will you not expect her to ask of money to take care of herself? I said, look, even though my wife started that with me, that does not make it a Bible verse. And that is not what we are doing now. We have gone that stage. We have passed that stage. My brother went some times back and told my mother, I said, Ah, you want to go? Oh, oh, at your way, the basketball. Oh, yeah, two, I fed to one million. 
My mother called me say wa 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 wa. Ngbo, owo ti wa ti an gbo to be, mu ni be ni, o tuju be logan. But let me tell you one secret o. Kisa can't mi na nsan ti yawo mi si o. Owo to mo yin le ma plan le lori o. My wife is entitled to her money. I have my money. So if you are thinking that I should be baba bubuebi plan on my salary, but also remember that I have children, no. And I ah, my mother say, Ogbankwa, Ogbankwa, Ogbankwa. I say, tell him that I said it's true, but you can't plan on my wife's money. My wife's money is not your money. Ona ni ebitiye. She has her own responsibility. She has her own need. And she's working her own work. So I told that my son that. And he said, eh, eh, daddy, must it divorce any? Because he divorce me. Divorce me. I will manage my money alone. <laughs> he said, oh, what do you think? I'm going to One thing you never know about women, no matter how much they hang. Ah, Bukata Kwo. Katora Cosmetic, Kato Kodide, Katora Gili, Katora Bata. So, the best you can do, give them the authority to manage themselves and support. Give them, come on, come on. Any love that does not give power. It's not love. It is not so that you say, eh, Pastor, preach about love. If I'm your husband, as you have authority, the authority gives power new. Give power to your wife, give power to your children, give them the authority. Give them. Give them authority. He said, I give you authority over your father's servant to work for you. David did not say, Oh, yeah, eh, he said, eh. That is the boss. The land of your father belongs to you. But you are going to hit bread and my table. But report to him and give him the proceed. He did not say, need Don't say that. Everybody has need. So authority is important. Luke chapter 10 verse 19. I give unto you authority to trample upon snake and scorpion. And nothing shall by enemies hurt you. And nothing will hurt you in Jesus name. John chapter 5 verse 16 and 17 I can of my own self do nothing as I hear so I judge and my father doeth the work John chapter 10 verse 27 to 30 write it down John chapter 19 verse 11 any love that does not give you authority is not a love that opens door if somebody loves you they will give you authority to express yourself, to do what you want to do, and to be who God wants you to be. Can I hear a resounding amen from you? Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? Love that opens door, number one, is the love that does not have fear. I love you. Don't be afraid of me. That's a perfect love. Love that open door is the love that gives authority to exercise your dominion. And may you have dominion over the affairs of life in Jesus' name.
the third way love open door is that love gave birth to adoption you are adopted as sons of god second samuel chapter 9 verse 10 still to me fibroshet still to me you won't understand the value of the three things that david did fibroshet until god opened your eyes the third thing that David did for Mephibosheth was to adopt him as a son. As a son. Follow me. Look at what he says. You therefore and your son, your servant shall walk the land for him and you shall bring in the harvest that your master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son, shall eat bread at my table. I say, why Lord? And God asked me to go and eat another fashion. He said, Mephibosheth will eat at my table as my home biological son. I am adopting him today. Even though he's fatherless, he's motherless, he's lame, but he's going to eat like a king's son. Beginning from today. Any love that does not adopt you as a son does not give you power because he's the son that has power in the house. The love of God is to adopt you to become the son of God. If you are not adopted as a son, there are some rights and privileges that you cannot enjoy. That is why it is not good to be religious in church. You must be a child of God so that you can enjoy the inheritance of God. So many people just love to be religious. Say, Me, oh, ah, I love church, my friend. Are you a son of God? Are you a daughter of God? If you are not a son, you are not blessed. Why is this one so? Proverbs chapter 17, verse 6. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 6. I am happy with my children. Biological children. I am proud of them. They are doing well. But their glory is who I am. That's what the Bible says. Look at what it says in Proverbs chapter 17, verse 6. Children's children are the crown of old men. And the glory of children... Is their father. So who is your father? If God is your father and he has adopted you as his son, then you have glory because God is rich in glory and resources. You must be adopted as a child of God. If you are not a child of God, you are empty. I don't know how to describe it. You are fake. You can't enjoy this life. You can't cry about father. You can't ask for things from heaven and heaven will answer. I pity you if you are even in Nigeria. Because there is no welfare package for an orphan here. No welfare package for an orphan. You on your own. You will walk like a wanderer and become poor. But if you are a child of God in Nigeria, you are going to live like a king. Because God of heaven, the father of glory, will take care of you. Will take care of you. But some people don't even accept this adoption. Until you are adopted, you cannot be blessed. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 to 6. Maybe I just read two more. Two more after this. Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 to 6. Look at what it says. But when the fullness of the time had come, and I pray your own time will come this morning. God sent forth his son born of a woman, born under the law. Verse 5. To do what? To redeem those who are under the law, that we might receive the adoption son. So, to be adopted is not to be prayed for. 
Oluwae adopted me. No. <laughs> it's to be received. You receive it. You can be a child of God today if you are willing to receive it. One, one woman was making me and my wife to laugh yesterday. And it is a woman. He said he resembled Dangote from the nose. And from what again? He said, So he's looking for Dangote to come so that he can become the manager of his refinery. People now say, They start using the Jesha to tell you why he lets the manager. He said, I'm adopting. Everybody wants to be a child of a rich man. Ah, that is the truth, oh. Because I'm a quick bad one. We all know that there is blessing in being the child of a rich man. But the Bible says we can receive adoption to be called children of God. You can be adopted as a child of God. You can be walking alone in the street and say, Ah, ah, she me now I alone. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I'm a child of God. So God is my father like this. God take care of me like this. God is thinking about me. You receive it. And the Bible says, when you receive it, he sent the spirit of his son into our heart so that we can call God daddy. 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 Are you not going to bring me daddy? Daddy. Daddy. My children will say, Daddy, you make us know how God feels when he thinks about us. How God feels. The Father's love protects and wants to bless. That's what the Father's love does. The Father's love. He wants you to look good. That's the Father's love. The Father will say, you can't go out like this because you are my son. You are my daughter. They will look at you and look at me. A woman. A woman. A woman. Don't sag. Don't you know how many tea washing? When you're a child of God, you walk like a king because you know who your father is. You are not an orphan. Wherefore, thou art no more a servant but a son. Then, if you are a son, then and hear of God through Christ. You have access to the blessing of God because you are his son. If you are not his son, you don't have access to the blessing of God. That's why so many people are poor. Because the principle of adoption has not been preached. We are religious, but not many people are sons of God. First John chapter 3, verse 1. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called what? Children of God. Behold what manner of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. Therefore the world does not know us because they don't know him. Look at it. But as he is, so are we in this world. When you believe that you are a child of God, certain blessing operates in your life without stress. Without, because you know you have access to the blessing. You know you are called to inherit his blessing. You know you cannot be stranded because God is always on your side and he will always provide for you. It is when you feel that you are alone. You have to work everything on your own. And you don't have inheritance mindset that you are poor. If you are a child of God, you are not here. You can inherit blessing. 
First Peter chapter 3 verse 9. You have been called into inheritance. You are to inherit blessing. As a child of God, you inherit. Children inherit blessing from their fathers. If God is your father, you should have an inheritance. If you are a son, you must have an inheritance. You are an heir. You should enjoy divine inheritance. Lord of Baba God. That's how the children's testimony are. The children's testimony is all about their struggle. It's about their father. Now I'm going to show you how Jacob adopted the sons of Joseph. Genesis chapter 48, verse 3 to 6, verse 8, verse 16, verse 20. Let me come again so that you can read it, you can round up. Genesis chapter 48, verse 3 to 6, verse 8, write it down, verse 16 and verse 20. When you get home, you can read it again. Genesis chapter 48, verse 3 to 6, verse 8, verse 16, and verse 20. Now, let's go. Everybody look up. Then Jacob said to Joseph, God Almighty appeared to me at loose in the land of Canaan and blessed me. Verse 4. And said to me, behold, I will make you fruitful and multiply you. And I will make you a multitude of people. And give this land to your descendant after you as an everlasting possession. Somebody say amen. amen. And now your two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, he never knew they were around him. He was holding now. His eyes were dim. He never knew they were around. And now your two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh, who were born to you in the land of Egypt, before I came to you in Egypt, are mine. As Reuben and Simeon, they shall be mine. Jacob says, your two sons, I want to adopt them as my biological children because God appeared to me that I carry generational blessing and I want to give them possession. I'm adopting your children. He said, anyone you give back to after this adoption, they are yours. But these ones, they are mine. Now, go to verse 16. Quickly, quickly. The angel who has redeemed me from all evil, bless this lad. He now called them and blessed them. Look at it. Let my name be named upon them. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the revelation here. The name of God will be named upon your name. Your name will not stand alone. Your name will have the name of God with it. That's what he says. He said, bless this lad and let my name be named on them. The name of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, let them grow into a multitude in the midst of their hearts. Verse 18. Look at verse 18. Quickly verse 18. And Joseph said unto his father, no, so father, this is my firstborn. And his father refused and said, I know it, my son. I know it. He also shall become a people. And he also shall be great. But truly his younger brother shall be greater than he. And his seed shall become multitude of nations. Verse 20. That's where I'm going. And he blessed them that they saying, Indeed shall Israel be blessed. Look at the saying. God make thee as Ephraim and as Manasseh. And he set Ephraim before Manasseh. Look at it. If people say, let me be like you. Are you a madman? Do people pray to be like a mad person? It is when you are blessed that people pray to be like you. May people pray to be like you. That was the covenant blessing he placed upon these children. He said, when people come to church, let them pray. Say, Lord, make us like Ephraim and Manasseh. 
Lord, let my name be named upon them. All the blessing you have given to me, let it be given to them. And he told Joseph, I have given you double portion. What your brother do not possess, I have given it to you. He gave him the opportunity of having a double portion blessing. Three loves, the love of God that open door, love that remove fear from your heart. If you are coming to church and you are still afraid of sitting in front, you don't know God. God is not a terror, he's not a lion. God's name is love. If you are still coming to you, are not born again. If you are born again, you will sit where you will see God. Because nobody behold him and is scared. God is love. The love that removes fear from your heart. If you are in church and you are not working for God, you don't know God. God is love. He's not the taskmaster. He will not accuse you for working for him. He will rather bless you. If you are in church and you don't greet people because of what they will say, then you don't know God. You still carry fear. You will relate with people based on the love of Christ. And there is nothing anybody can say that will affect you. I was telling the workers in the morning, I say, when you look at yourself in the mirror, don't look at the thoughts. Look at the endowment of God in your life. Because when God sees you, he sees perfection. He does not see faults. Numbers chapter 23 verse 20 to 22. He said, the Lord has blessed Israel with irreversible blessing. He has not beheld iniquity in them. The shout of a king is among them. You will always have a testimony in the mighty name of Jesus. And number two, love that opens the door is the love that gives you authority. I pray you are going to have authority in Jesus' name. And number three, love that opens the door is the love that adopts you as a son of God. Rise up on your feet. This three love is enough to open doors for you. Rise up. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, I am not an orphan. God is my daddy. And he will take care of me. I'm not helpless in life. I have a father. God is my father. And he will pamper me. Go ahead and talk to him if you have God as your father. I am not alone. I can never be alone. My father is always with me. Wherever I go, his glory is my blessing. I will glory in the glory of my father. My father has abundant resources. He can bless me with unlimited blessing. I cannot be frustrated. I am a child of God. And because I am a child of God, blessing will happen to me this morning. Favor will happen to this morning. I will not carry fear in my heart. In the name of Jesus, I know my future will be all right. My blessing is sure. In the name of Jesus. Raise your two hands to heaven. Say, your perfect love cast away fear. Every fear get out of my heart. I know God loves me. Go ahead and speak to every fear. Fear of lack. Fear of unknown. Fear of premature death. Fear of disease. My God will take care of me. 
I am not afraid of any lack. I'm not afraid of joblessness. I'm not afraid. God will take care of me. He's my father. He will take care of me. God is on my side. Favor is on my side. God is on my side. Blessing is on my side. God is on my side. Answer to my prayer, they are on my side. God is on my side. I will not be afraid. What can we say to this? If God be for me, who can be against me? God is for me. No man can be against me. Everyone that is against me will fall down flat. In the name of Jesus, God is my father. And he will take care of me. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. In Luke chapter 15, verse 29, the father of the headed son said, all that I have is yours. If you want a party, take it. All that I have is yours. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, I take authority from my father. I will have dominion in life in the name of Jesus. I will not be bonded to anybody. I will live in dominion. I will live my life the way I want it. I refuse to be in bondage. I will not be bonded to generational causes. I reject generational causes. I have authority over snake, over scorpion, over all the works of the enemy. Nothing will hurt me in this holy mountain, in these states. No arrow from again we shall prosper. I have authority over every evil power, over every witches, over every demon. I have authority. I will live a good life. I am not helpless. He has given me authority over every work of darkness. I will reign and rule. In the name of Jesus, I have authority. I have authority. I have authority. I have authority. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. You see, God gives us a lot of authority in the Bible. For instance, he said, with long life will I satisfy you and I will show you my covenant or my salvation. Raise your hands to heaven. I have authority over that. I will not die prematurely. It is not my time yet. No arrow from against me shall prosper. Go ahead. Take authority and reign. Take authority and reign. Take authority and reign. Take authority and reign. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. In this Alabama chapter 8, verse 18, he says, He has given us power and authority to create wealth. So you have authority over poverty. As a child of God, God has given you more than one million ideas to create wealth. I'm always amazed. I, it's not only about me, it's about you. It's because you don't know you have it. Anytime you want to do one thing, five doors will open. Five doors, not just one. I've never seen this kind of God before. Now, wonder, wonder, double, double, blessing, blessing. Every time. Every time. Not one time. When you are trying to do, do very little, God will open massive door for you. Massive door. I'm, I'm not talking about small doors. I'm talking about doors that will amaze you. And my wife will tell me, calm down. No. Calm down. Say this is not much. That is calm down. Relax. Let's go slow. Let's go slow. I say, look at it now again. Doors, we open. Doors, we open. 
Because it is the pleasure of God that you prosper. Let me say it to you so that you understand where I, 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 I want to understand it. It is my joy that my daughter prosper. It is my joy. If my daughter has testimony and she's swimming money, she's making it, it is my joy. I'll be laughing. I'll be happy. So is the joy of God that everybody that is here have a car, have a house. We are enjoying ourselves. That is the joy of God. Anybody that preach any other thing contrary is a fake message. There is no genuine father that wants his son or his daughter to be poor. No one. No one. God is proud of you when you are fruitful and you are doing well. And whether your enemy like it or not, you will do well this year. Some of you are not doing very well. You will prosper this year. The Lord will bless the work of your hand. He will give you authority to make words. Raise your hands and say, Father, I receive authority to have dominion and to do well. Even in this country, in the name of Jesus, I'll be a testimony to people that are abroad. A living testimony. A living testimony. A living test. You can be a living even in Nigeria. You can be a living testimony. I receive grace to be a living testimony. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Receive power to buy cars. Receive power to build houses. Receive power to be an estate owner. Receive power to succeed. Receive power to be blessed. Some years back, I can't remember a year. Was it a year that Sakemi bought a car? Sakemi, how old is your car now? A year and some months. How many months? Okay. Around the time that you bought car, is the time that Dr. Ademola bought his car. Am I right? There's another person that bought car around that time. But I'm kid, okay. So, have a call me from UK and said, ah, daddy, in Nigeria, no. I won't call him and won't go. I say, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's around four point something. Dr. Ademola said, maybe around three million. I say, ah, ah. So, in Nigeria, you can see Nigeria. We'll be hearing me now. Even in this economy, God will bless you. Amen. He will empower you to be blessed. Amen. You will not be stranded. Amen. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, God has given me authority to be blessed. I refuse to be poor. I cannot be poor. I have divine empowerment to be blessed. The work of my hand are blessed. The word of my mouth are blessed. My going out is blessed. My coming is blessed. How can I be poor? Whatever I lay my hand upon will succeed. I have authority to have money. So I cannot be poor. Whatever I do will succeed. I refuse to be poor. I have authority. I have authority. I have authority. Over poverty. I am rich. I am blessed. I have dominion. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed. Now listen to me. Don't be like the elder brother of the prodigal boy. Don't be like him. I'll be asking. Don't be like him. I'll be asking. And say, what is happening in the house? Kinan Jofuna, Kinan Jofu. Kinatura. Ebokina Tushina. 
and now become sad because other people are enjoying and you are not enjoying something. Don't allow that to happen. Walk into the house and take your possession. Say, son, kilo it on six mes me. All that I have is yours. If you want a party, throw it. Son, you want Bernani, throw your own. Throw party. Why are you asking people what is happening? If you know you are entitled to the blessing, organize your party. That's what the father was telling him. Don't be asking your servants. Why are they dancing? What is the meaning of music? What can be the meaning of music? If you are not the reason that is happening, other people will be the reason. I pray for you. Next Sunday, you'll be the one celebrating. Who will be celebrating here next Sunday? I can't hear you. Say, it is my turn to celebrate and to rejoice and to be blessed. I will not watch other people. I'll be the one that will celebrate. Go ahead and pray. I'll be the one that will say, my turn has come. It is my season to be blessed. It is my season to be envied. People will envy me. I'm not afraid to be envied. I'll be blessed. I have authority to be blessed. And I'm going to be blessed. I have divine empowerment to be blessed. I refuse to be poor. I am blessed. I am blessed. Lies are falling for me in pleasant places. I have the blessing of God. I refuse to be poor. I have authority to be blessed. And I shall be blessed. Authority to be blessed. And I shall be blessed. In Jesus' name we have prayed. One man of God in U.S. wanted a car. And he said, go and price it. God has him go and price it. And he got to the car dealer in U.S. He said, ah, and I love this car. And he said, oh, you like it? Are you sure you like it? He said, yes, this car that I like. He said, how much is the price? He said, this is the price. He said, but name any amount I'll give you. It happens occasionally. Before will happen to you. Yeah. It will happen to you. And he said in his mind, he was thinking. As you said, I said, yes. He wanted to say $200. Ah, somebody said $200. The man will say, I'm a fool. What should I say $200? And I said, $800. He said, you have it. He said, ah, I will have said $200. <laughs> Maybe you will have given me if I said $200. Every word that comes from your mouth beginning from today become authority. In the mighty name of Jesus. When you pray, it turns to authority. When you walk, it turns to authority. In the mighty name of Jesus. As you go, your word will turn your business around. It will guarantee favor for you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You know, I've told you when I started that your, the word of your mouth is your greatest banco. Speak good word. Don't say I'm helpless. You are not helpless. You have power. You can change things around. And don't be afraid. Use authority. Keep speaking. Matthew chapter 8, verse 8 to 10. I'm a man under authority. I speak and my servant obey me. If you want faith to obey you, you have to speak word of faith. As I'm going to the office, I'll come back safely. I have peace. Nobody will kidnap me. My life is safe in Christ. I am blessed. My job is blessed. You have to be speaking good word. I am living. 
I am not dying. God is helping me. You keep sending your faith on errand. Keep sending him on errand. He looked at the five. He said, how many of you have servant? And you have the servant to sit down and you'll be cooking. That's what some of us are doing. You have servant around you, yet the servant is not working. Faith is your servant. Use it. Keep speaking faith. It is where this month, it is where when we change the order of December in this church, by the word of our mouth, the order change. We say December is our time of celebration. And we celebrated. Now we have changed the order in January. It's our month of open door. February for you will be your month of double portion. What we call the month is what the month will be for you. Why? There is power in your tongue. Rise up, stand up, stand up, speak. He said, Father, there is power in my tongue. The word of my tongue will bless my life, will bless my children, will bless my work. Nothing will die in my hand. My word will breathe life. I have authority in the name of Jesus. As I speak it, so shall it be in the name of Jesus. I have authority. 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 In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Some years ago, when we started the church, God gave me a vision. God handed a microphone to me. He said, I have given you a voice. Your children will listen to you. Keep speaking my word. It will work. And I never believe that somebody is not listening to me because I always carry the image of what God showed me. He gave me the microphone. He gave me the microphone. So you are being given authority. As you say it, that's the way you have it in Jesus' name. The glory of the children is their father. Who is your father? What's your father's name? Who is your father? Raise your hands to heaven and say, I have a father. My father will take care of me. This week is blessed because I have a father that is rich, that is blessed, that is swimming in glory. Hoda may not have father. I have a father that is taking care of me. He will pamper me. This week is my week. My father is in charge of the universe. My father is in charge. My father is in charge. So this week I have testimony because my father is always blessing me. My father is always blessing me. Yes, yes, yes. I have a father. Father, take care of me. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. I am a child of God. I am a child of God. My life is in God's hand. And I'm going to be blessed this week. I am a child of God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Joseph said, go and tell my father, everybody around my glory. When they believe in my glory, they want to come. How many of you believe that God is in glory? That Jesus is not in pain. Jesus is in glory in abundance. This week, live in abundance. Live in honor. Live in glory. Come back with testimony. In the name of Jesus. Please close your eyes. If you are not a child of God yet, you have not received the adoption. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, I want God to be my father. 
raise it up. Say, Father, today I receive you as my own father. I receive you today. Be my father. Take care of me as you take care of your own children. I receive adoption as a son of God. I believe you die for me. Come into my life and take me as your child. Adopt me. Don't let me be a place. Adopt me. Adopt me now. I receive adoption. I receive adoption as a son of God. As a daughter of God. I receive adoption. I receive adoption. I receive adoption. I am now your child. You must take care of me because you are my father and I'm yours forever in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's clap hands together for Jesus. Yes! Yes! I'm so happy this morning. If you have done that, you are not ordinary. You are not you are no more ordinary. You are a child of God. The child of a king. You have inheritance. Oh yes. Yes. You are now different. Your life is new in Christ. Something wonderful has happened to you. You are no longer an ordinary person. And we take care of you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, we have worship. I know so many of you are praying that prayer violently. And I want you to know that God believes you and he has accepted you as his beloved daughter and son. You are no longer a stranger in his house. You are now an inheritor in his house. And you inherit your blessing in Jesus' name. Are you blessed this morning?